We'll see. What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles. Thanks so much for joining the Monday Accountability Call. This call is open to anyone. Uh, today, I have Angela on here from Blooming Brand. So we're going to talk about her week, uh, how her past week has been, what she's going to be doing for the next week, anything that comes up in between. And then I'll also be checking in on the chat. I'm going to note, too, that I um, have a podcast now, which essentially is a lot of these YouTube um, go onto a podcast. So if you're listening to this on podcast, make sure to follow. Is that what you, I don't know what you do on a podcast, but whatever you do on a podcast, if you like content like this, make sure to follow, subscribe, whatever it is so that you can hear more content. And if you want to see me and Angela's beautiful faces, hop on over to my YouTube and watch it there. Um, so we are going to check in while I let people kind of catch up. This is a weekly accountability chat. Um, this is Angela's first time. I will let her introduce herself in a second. Um, but it's a weekly every week, every Monday, 6pm Mountain Standard, I have this uh, an accountability chat, we come on and kind of just keep each other accountable what's going on and all of the things in between we learn and grow from each other. It is open to anybody. Um, I ask people to come on sometimes if we're talking and it happens. But you can always reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to come in on and chat I have availability for three people. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's three people. Um, so if you ever want to come on, send me a DM and you can come on the video or you're welcome um, in the comments as well. If you're catching this in the recording, definitely leave a note down below in the comments and let us know how your week was and what you're working on this week. So Angela, as people hop on, uh, let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into reselling, uh, maybe a little bit of what platforms you sell on and any other information you think would be useful for us. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Um, I'm Angela with uh, Blooming Brands, and I currently only sell on Poshmark. I am a full-time reseller there, and I have been full-time for about three years. I uh, started reselling back in 2015 when I was working in corporate America, and my sister uh, was like, you have got to start selling your clothing because you're giving this stuff away, and it's ridiculous. Um, so after about six months, um, I downloaded the app in January of 2015. And by May, I started uh, listing some items um, just kind of as a hobby. I found it really strangely fun. So addictive. yeah, addictive. <laughs> and um, and yeah. I, of course, loved um, putting that money back into my wallet so I could go buy more clothes to wear to uh, corporate America. And um, so that just kind of was it. Um, back in 2017, um, after 20 years, I found out that I was going to be surplus from my position. And my husband and I sat down and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just have so much fun selling on Poshmark. And I wasn't in fashion at all. And I don't even really think that I would say that I was like extremely fashionable. But um, I just knew that it made me happy. And so we figured out a way to become debt free other than the mortgage. And um, and I started reselling full time and I haven't looked back. Did he because I think this I mean, as long as you're willing to share this, I think yeah. sometimes spouses I've heard a lot of like spousal conflict and they're like, this is ridiculous. Like you cannot do this. And it's good to see full time resellers like you can absolutely do this as a living. But when he said that or when you told him that, was he like, ah. Uh, I don't like you're kind of crazy or like what was the um process there did he well he definitely is the conservative of the family and so we did budgets we ran numbers we looked at our debt um 
and and thankfully we had planned for the future um, ever since we had both started our careers. And so the numbers just kind of worked. And it's funny because I never dreamed that I would be at home. I never really longed to be a stay-at-home mom or work from home. But um, I don't know. It just came to me. And it was like, you know, I think we can make this work. And so um, we did have to do some things to buckle down. We did have to make some um, changes to our lifestyle. And we did downsize to a smaller home. But I have a posh room. And I just love it because this lifestyle is so flexible. It allows me yeah. to take care of my family, um, make sure my priorities are straight and allows my husband to be the breadwinner in the family. And it's just been fabulous for our family. Yeah. Now remind me how old your kids are. I have one and she's nine. Nine. So, okay. Yeah. So Which, she's heading into fourth grade. Yeah, it is absolutely nice in general, but like for now with not knowing about remote learning and what like all of I'm hearing an echo. Can you guys hear an echo? It's just me. I don't. Okay. I hear myself echoing in my ear. So it's, <laughs> it's throwing me off, but it's nice in general to have it. Cause you can drop off kids. You can pick them up. Um, if they're sick, you don't have to call in. You can take them to soccer practice, PTA meet, like all of that is just, whether you wanted to be a stay at home parent or not, it just makes right. having kids so much easier. Cause you can, you were in charge of your own schedule. Um, but especially right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys right know? Now. Yeah. I mean, we chatted about this a little bit before. So if you're watching this in the recording, we're um, July 13th today. So cases in America are kind of rising again. Some places are going back on lockdown. Uh, schools are contemplating what's going on. So what's happening? Um, you're in Georgia, right? What's happening in Georgia? Yeah. So numbers are starting to spike again. We're starting to see the states pull back on some things that they had loosened up on. Um, so right now, I think everybody's just in a little bit of a sit and wait and see what happens with regard to the number of cases. Um, and we don't know, like, for example, school was supposed to start here August 3rd, which is just oh, a few weeks true. away. Yeah. Um, and right now, I have no idea when schools start. I don't know what the county's plan is for what that looks like. So, you know, Are we're you just kind of playing by here. Are you in a big district or is it a smaller rural? I think it's the second largest county in the state. So if I'm so not they're mistaken, doing something. Yeah, they're planning something. They just haven't let you guys yeah, know. Yeah. So we're yeah. anxiously awaiting. I think the school board meetings tonight. So. Oh, yeah. Well, so you'll have to hop over there when you're done and see. Get yeah. the cliff notes, see what happened. We yeah. So we're, I'm in Colorado, one of the uh, biggest, a uh, suburb of Colorado, but one of the biggest counties. Um, and they told us like two weeks ago what they were going to do. But I would not be surprised at all because we don't start until the end of August. So what, like a month away. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if their plans change based because when they made that plan, like we had just opened up and everything was okay. And um, yeah, so I'm on edge too, even though there is a plan in place that I fully intend yeah. that to change or like our options are you can remote learn or you can send them in person. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to, <laughs> if they change that. Right. So we're kind yeah. of antsy. Well, and our church had announced that we were going to start going back to church in the middle of August. And then they came out this week and said it's going to be at the beginning of the year. So, oh, uh, really? You know, yeah. So, I right. people are taking this very seriously. And I really think school is going to be, it's going to yeah. be maybe a little bit more of the same as the spring. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm kind of leaning that that's going to happen too, but we will have to wait and see um, since we're not in charge of that. What we are in charge of is our business. So how right. is this impacting? We were chatting a little bit about this 
um, before we went on, how is this impacting your business? And what have you noticed um, is happening? Because you've been doing this long enough to say, oh, compared to last year and previous right. summers. Um, so what's been going on? So yeah. I will tell you, when this first hit, I was a little bit stressed because one, with homeschooling, I didn't think I'd have the time to put into my business. And I was really concerned about that. I used the time that she's at school to really list and, and work the business. Um, and what I found is has been surprisingly good news. Um, somehow, I guess because it's like my happy place, I have actually been able to list more than I ever thought I could with my husband and my daughter at home all day. Um, and two, um, sales have been very good. I mean, I've had months, record months that um, exceeded any other months in the past. So I think um, the people that were already shopping online are shopping online more. And I think other people that weren't comfortable with it are now getting comfortable with it. And, um, you know, a lot of that goes back to the comfort with the brands they already wear and the sizes they already wore and and maybe even getting more into comfort clothing and loungewear. So, you know, I'm really seeing uh, positive vibes. And I think this will be true long term. I think the more shoppers lean on online shopping, the, the, the better it's going to be for resellers. Yeah, I agree. And I've noticed a similar thing too. I've actually ramped up my business during this time. Um, and so that's part of why I'm seeing better sales is I'm doing a lot more. Um, I like, I dove into eBay and I'm seeing results there and stuff. Um, but I'm wondering if, cause I noticed the same thing too. I was like freaked out about kids staying at home and I have three kids, um, at three, five and 14 who special needs. So it was kind of a rough transition, but once we yeah. got into it, I noticed that I actually had more time for what, for two reasons. One, um, the three-year-old now has someone to play with because before like the other kids were at school and then I was trying to have to entertain him. Um, and now when they're not doing schoolwork, they can play with him. And then also I didn't, ha I don't have to like get kids ready in the morning, which can take like, and like drive them there. I mean, I, it's like an hour and a half or two hours more of my day not just driving around right like we wake up and boom we're like there sometimes we don't have breakfast until you know 10 o'clock right. <laughs> but right it is what it is because i noticed the same thing too and now that things are kind of opening back up for the time being and we're doing a couple things like parks and stuff um i'm like well damn like <laughs> now we have to go somewhere i don't just have all day for us to like lounge around the house and need to work um right so i think that i noticed that. Well, and, and right in the beginning, especially I used to run all the errands. So all the grocery shopping, all the target, mm -hmm. all the yeah. wherever, whatever ne was needed last minute that kind of fell on me. And when that all stopped, because we just buckled down and we didn't leave for, I don't know, it felt like 60 days. Um, it was so it was like, wow, I have all this time. What do I do with my life? And, yeah. and I listed so. Yeah. So, and um, actually Liz is going to be joining us. Hey Liz, if you guys have watched my channel before, you're familiar. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, let me unmute you. There you go. Okay. Um, good. You've probably seen Liz before if you've been on my channel. She's a wealth of knowledge. Um, she and her husband owned a business prior to her reselling. So she has a lot of like business knowledge as well. I've done a couple videos with her, but we just, um, she is joining to talk about her week as well. I did want to ask you, Angela, before we hop over to Liz and we'll kind of check in with her for the day. Um, so you mentioned you were listing a lot more. Did you have a death pile or what have you been doing for sourcing during this time? 
Yeah, so I run a consignment model. I do not source. Um, all of the sourcing comes to me. I have a, over 50 clients that bring me stuff. And even through the quarantine, I was getting deliveries uh, weekly that I would like to sit in my garage for a few days. Um, so, yes, I had a um, money pile, as I like to call it, and it probably would keep me busy for the next uh, 365 days. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm going to check in with you in a minute, Liz, because she brought up. I want to ask a couple questions about consignment because I considered I'm doing one consignment um, person right now. It's my brother-in-law, so I don't feel like it counts. Um, but we're kind of testing the waters. So how do you when you first started out, how did you find consignment? people and then kind of what is the model like percentages and drafting like making sure everyone's covered and stuff how does that work so um when i lost my corporate job in 2017 of course that was kind of an event in my life after 20 years i had been in yellow pages and i knew a lot of people in corporate america so um you know like the i had i was walking every day with a friend and so we started talking she's like what are you going to do and i had confided in her that um, my husband and I were exploring, maybe I would resell on Poshmark full time. And she's like, well, I'll bring you clothes. And I was like, okay, um, I'll sell them for you. And so it really has just been word of mouth for me. That one has turned into more than 50 and I don't have any type of formal contracts or agreements. Um, all of the people that I can sign for are either friends or friends of friends. And I just make it very clear up front about my expectations. And that is they bring me good quality. They bring me good condition. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's a brand or not. It just needs to be in really good condition. And, um, you know, of course, we negotiate um, a rate that I, and I pay them out every once a month. Um, and that has just kind of worked for me. They trust me that with the split, um, they know that I'm going to want to get as much as I can because the more they get, the more I get. And that yeah. just has been mutually beneficial. I haven't really knock on wood had any issues with it at all. Oh, well that's helpful. Cause I've had other consumers that come on, but they have like stores and stuff and they make it sound really <laughs> scary, like have legal documents and you probably should, I guess maybe, but it just makes it really intimidating. Yeah. Um, where like it's my brother-in-law I'm concerned. So he, is was a reseller he's kind of over the whole like listing and managing part but he still likes the shopping and he's done it for 12 years so he knows how to shop for it yeah. um yeah. so i'm taking his stuff and then we're splitting it out but it's allowing me to kind of put my toes in the consignment model and see um because i have considered reaching out to other people um because it's got to be nice to just have it come to you the amount of time that you're saving not sourcing it's been really nice. And, and I've had um, consignment stores seek me out. I've had fashion bloggers seek me out. Um, I've had um, just all kinds of people come to me and say, you know, I don't have time for this. And, and I talk to them and get a feel for what they're looking for. And if it makes sense for us and I feel like we have a good vibe, then, then that's what I do, you know. It's yeah. just, it's, but, but it has to be an under, you know, understood that I've sold X and I have this experience. So you've got to trust me with, you know, mm -hmm. I steam it, I, I price it. I decide when it needs to be marked down. Um, I do not give them a deadline for when I take it down. Once I list it, I agree to keep it listed until it sells, whether that's one day or whether that's a year. Mm. That's interesting. Cause I know most of them are like six months and then you donate it or yeah. whatever. 
Um, all right, Liz, what's up, girl? How are you doing? Um, let's oh, check in. If you haven't, we started with um, who you are and how you got into reselling. So if you want to start with that and then, and everybody in the chat as well, um, this is part of my accountability call is shameless self-promotion. Um, so if you guys want to drop your handles, your closets, your YouTube channels, anything reseller related, um, you know, don't send me to your fitness blog or whatever. Um, although maybe personally, because I am into fitness. So send me a DM if it's that, but um, drop your handles and all that information oh. in the comments if you're joining on the comments. Um, and then Liz will check in with you. Give us a little bit of background um, on who, who you are. I know who you are, but who you are, um, how you got into reselling, where you resell, kind of where you're at. Uh, well, um, I'm Liz Garrison in Las Vegas and 112 degrees today ah. again. Um, and Realize You is my call tag, has been for uh, lots of things way before even Poshmark. Um, I started Poshmark back in 2013, just buying. I was one of those people that um, I've always been a seller. I mean, I've had an eBay account since 20, 2002. And I remember buying, finding wholesale um, like vegan type purses and selling them at a, like my girlfriend's, you know, uh, cards game type of thing, you know, just because I found such great deals through the years, but it's been stagnant over in eBay for about 10 years. I haven't done anything but buy there, but I'm, I've always been on there. So I've always done the garage sales, which my, which I've kind of hate. And then whenever we like move or something, I do the Facebook, you know, marketplace to sell household stuff or even buy, you know, cupboards and shelving or whatever, or yeah. decorative stuff. And a girlfriend had mentioned Poshmark years ago. So I thought, well, let me see what I can sell. And then after about a year, I started selling. Um, I was one when I bought something, I was one of those ones that didn't accept it because I didn't know about it. I figured it out like a year later. I'm like, oh, I didn't ever accept that. So um, you're the so people I, we're all complaining about, Liz. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was back. That was back then. But and I then I met some really great um, people. Ms. Fabulosity, um, if you know her, Jill 555. They came. Well, I met Ms. Fabulosity through, just because of a meetup. And, um, and it was only a couple of us there. And then it was just a way to get out. I was working for my, for my husband's company, for our company, but I was in doing medical billing all by myself all day. And yeah, so I was losing, yeah, all my <laughs> opportunities. Yeah. Um, well, we made good money, but it was, um, it, you know, the crash really affected our business here mm -hmm. when the, you know, 2008 to 2010, it was bad. 11, 12 time was when it hit us. But so, um, so I really, but we that took a once we sold that business that took a while to kind of let it wind down and and then meanwhile I was doing Poshmark on the side for five years or so and about two years ago um well I'd say a year ago January of 2019 I went I I officially said listen I'm going full time with this and my husband was like okay and so I gave myself permission is basically what I did yeah. because up until then Poshmark was backseat I didn't take it seriously I didn't even tell people I was like. But I really started thrifting when I saw my numbers shift because I hired a VA. And once yeah. that happened, then I went, oh, wow, this is real. This could be really, really cool. And by then I'd learned some stuff too. So um, learned the brands and met people and was paying attention and trying to get, you know, pattern everything. So 
Yeah. And Liz is a Poshmark boss. Um, I've seen her numbers. I don't know how frequent, she, how willing she is to share numbers with her, but I, she knows her shit. <laughs> so um, I'm going to check in with the chat really quick. Um, what's up, Janice? You have a question. Oh, no, that's not the question I was going with. Quick, de uh, quick description, quick deposit. Angela, were you part-time posture while in the corporate world? Yeah. Yeah. I was a part-time posture for two years before I went full-time. And what did you do in the corporate world? Do you feel like it has helped you poshing at all? Or uh, I was in distribution for Yellow Pages across the country. So, yes, I would say that it helped me in some ways. It helped me um, in other ways, maybe not so much. But, I mean, I had like a multi-million dollar budget. So numbers on Poshmark mm -hmm. are extremely important to me. And I know that's near and dear to your heart as well. So, yeah. Well, and because I was in corporate America doing numbers as well. And I think that's kind of what I love about the community, reselling in general, but the community um, is you don't like go to school to be a reseller, right? Mm -hmm. You're not like, I got my degree and now I do it. Everyone that you meet has such a big different background and comes to it with different knowledge and a different perspective, um, which is why I like doing these um, calls and talking to so many because you can learn so many different people that come to it with a different perspective and we can all be successful in different ways. It's not like you have to do it this way. Right. Um, and that's something that I know me and Liz have talked about it. You'll watch a YouTube video and they're like, you have to do it X, Y, and Z. And there's lots of different ways to get the same result. Um, yeah. Yep. I did and have, Oh, go ahead. I think that's one reason Poshmark make, it just makes me so happy is I went to school to be a graphic designer. So the creative oh. side of, reselling you know the photography the wrapping the flat lays you know the colors of the clothing i mean and even just learning the brands I, it just i don't know it just makes me happy yeah well and it's amazing that you're three years into it full-time and it still makes you happy because i think a lot of times you get resellers that are like oh this is going to be so easy and i'm going to buy something for 50 cents and sell it for 500 dollars mm -hmm. and be rich with no work um and then you get into it and you're like well crap it's a lot yeah. of work. <laughs> we make it look very easy. I will yes. say that. Yes, it is for yeah. sure. Um, Duncan is saying perhaps people good at shopping to team up with an eBay seller who likes listing and work together. Um, and this is actually something that I'm learning from watching Chris um, from a daily refinement. We're kind of working together on some mentorship stuff and just watching him in general. He's a big advocate for that. And I have kind of been doing some of that model and just other things like I don't like listing. I hate listing. And I so I will I don't mind taking pictures. I could take pictures all day. Mm -hmm. I can take pictures with my children interrupting me and go back to it. Listing is really hard to get done. And so I pay someone else to do it. Like there's nothing wrong with paying other people. And uh, you had mentioned a VA um, and that is a little bit of taboo on Poshmark. So if you guys don't feel comfortable talking about it, I totally understand. Um, but if you are willing to talk about it, cause I saw you Angela kind of shaking your head too. And um, Liz had mentioned the VA, are, I mean on Poshmark. Well, I guess in general, are you guys using help? You're both full-time resellers. Is it 100% you or do you have an assistant or a virtual assistant um, or like kind of talk about your business model from that perspective? Go ahead, Liz. I, I hired a VA to do, to just share my closet. And I was assured it was a person um, in the States. And this was a year and a half ago, or at least a year and a half ago. And so when the results started happening, that's what really shifted me from other than that, I do it myself. Um, now I just hired a VA to do cross listing because I don't keep my pictures. I don't want to sit there and screenshot and then have to load them into eBay 
And I know some of these computer whizzes have ways of just moving the pictures. I haven't been able to do it with my existing hardware, my existing computers, like, you know, just be able to move them from one platform to another. I don't know mm -hmm. other than downloading, I don't want to deal with it. So I am paying someone right now 50 cents a listing to just, I've already done the listing on Poshmark and yeah. I'm just having them go through and move a bunch to, to eBay for me because I really want to explore the eBay um, demographic and the, you know, the, the breadth of their demographic, the international, some of the brands that I wind up picking up um, are brands that most posh, you know, most millennials don't, they don't get like, Don, they, they don't, Donald Pliner, I heard them say it, it's Donald Pliner, it's not Donald Pliner or whatever. And so um, they don't know the brands and Stuart Weitzman is an old fogey brand to a lot of people. But I also know there's a lot of women that that used to be really expensive in my world when I was growing up. It was high. Uh, end, it still know. is really expensive. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, like, Good. Well, apparently, yeah, I mean, yeah, those are, it's a different style than the millennials. I mean, yeah. I think it's actually interesting because Angela, you had kind of noted on this. I'm, you do you sell more like corporate America more. I don't know the right term for it, but uh, like not, not, yeah. 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 I started that way. And now, you know, I mean, there's still some of that because some of my clients still work in corporate America, but I think it's kind of all over the board. I mean, everything from Zara to Lafayette to, you know, it's, it's, if it's cute, I'll list it. It really doesn't matter what brand, but brands do sell themselves. Yes. Well, sure. and it's cute, Angela, because you don't have any investment financially until it sells. And then you just you don't have to have money out yeah. while you're waiting, which is really cool. Yeah. And that's my favorite part um, mm -hmm. is that I really don't have any money in it. But yet, you know, I do want to bring back as much money as I can. So you have your time. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as um, VAs go, I wanted to mention almost the same as Liz. I In January 2019, I was like, something has to change because I don't have yeah. enough time and I don't have a way to create time. I'm one mm -hmm. person. And if I want to scale this or make this something more, I've got to find a way to give somebody a piece of this that I hate. And sharing mm -hmm. was the one piece that I just despised. So I was so nervous to hire a VA because of the taboo. I mean, I'd heard it all and I'd heard yeah. nightmares. Um, but I have to be honest, um, from the first 48 hours, I was sold and I will never go back. Yep. I yep. have not changed VAs and I highly recommend them. And for a long time, I didn't talk about that unless it was like to the local North Atlanta posture group. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. I chose a business partner and that's my decision. And I just say that if anybody else kind of feels that taboo, you do you, right? Yeah, I think, well, and I think too, because I so I have a VA, someone who shares and then also someone who lists um, and also someone who helps me with YouTube. I'm all about it. Like, I no, no one's got time for all of this. I'm one person running a complete, I'm going to call it an empire. Um, I am the CFO. I'm the CEO. I'm the marketing manager. I'm the social media. I'm the bookkeeper. Like, I can't, you can't do it all, right? right. And so, I, yeah, right, I'll pay right. someone else to do it. But I think the taboo in the VA is, and I think it's slowly going away, um, but... Poshmark is big on like not having bots and not having. And so I think that's where people were a little nervous if they were, to, at least I was just, yeah. if I said anything, then maybe Poshmark would look yeah. at me and it, they would close me down. You know, it was very like touch and go, but I feel like so many people, especially full-time resellers, you can't, if you were sharing your closet, that's all that you would be doing all day. Like you couldn't be full time and make a decent living if you had to share a closet right. all the time. You can't, and right. you have to do both sides right. of the house, right? Well, and, I, and listing. 
right? Right. I had lengthy conversations with some people that I know that work for Poshmark about hiring a VA before I made that decision. And what I gleaned from those conversations, as long as it's not a bot, there's nothing in their rules that say that you can't do that. So, you know, like, like and they have to be, and I've heard too, they have to be in the U S it has to be IP US. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Although I've talked to a couple of people, um, that said that they have these A's that are in the U S and they have been fine. So, I've also t- talked to people that use bots and they're fine. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not willing to take that risk because right, that's a pretty big gamble for me, but mm-hmm. you know, you do you, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we're halfway through, let's get into the topic at hand. <laughs> um, and this is where I was telling you, it's just casual. We kind of just talk about everything that comes up in between. But last week, um, let's talk about your successes for last week. Um, what were your big success oh, <laughs> or not so much, um, but or learning. If it wasn't a good week, that's a success. You learn something that you're going to change. Um, so what was your, and we'll start with you, Angela. What was your success for the week or successes or Well, so I'll say this past week was probably one of the slowest weeks I've had all year. I haven't had Mm -hmm. a lot of um, no sales days since January 1st, but for some reason this week was very slow for my closet. Um, But that's okay. I mean, you have to have that. It kind of comes with the territory in summer. Typically, June, July and August is very slow for me. So when I look at my numbers for the summer, Summer is actually better than it has been. So I'm going to celebrate that and I'm going to keep on listing, um, you know, because it's not as bad as I think um, the quarantine and staying at home and people not out shopping is helping us. And I am seeing um, Mm -hmm. the trend for the summer be better than the summer slowdowns I've seen in the past. Yeah, that's interesting. And people talk about summer summer slowdowns. This is my second summer reselling. I did upcycle before. That's kind of a different animal, but um, I, I've had good summers. Last summer was my best month of the year was July, <laughs> um, and this summer I I have increased my activity, so that's completely part of it. I really like hunkered down in that. But I mean, people talk about a summer slowdown, and it seems okay. Um, I do want to ask. So, when you're having a bad week or a bad day, um, I mean, what do you do? Anything is there, or do you just say? Meh. Sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes that happens. I keep doing, you know, I think that everything Poshmark um, calculates all of the different pieces of your, you know, this not only the sales report, but just about everything that they quantify for you behind the scenes has importance. So I try to hit on all of those levers mm-hmm. every day or as often as I can. And I just am a big believer. You just continue to to keep your nose down and and do what you do. I mean, you know, a few bad days compared to an up year. I mean, I can't complain. There's a lot of businesses that have gone out of business because of COVID. So, you know, I just try to stay positive and keep going. Yeah, agreed. And I want to touch on, well, actually, I'm going to let you talk to Liz because it seems like by your nodding and stuff that you were in a similar boat this week as well. Oh, yeah. This is, well, and last year, summer slowdown everybody's talking about it june july i i was like not for me now and i was on the upswing with the va and um and just re you know riding that high of of the consistent results so last june and july were i mean i think june i saw i I go by number of items sold because i just sometimes they're 
most of my stuff's in the middle of the road. So I sold 120 items. So um, this month so far, I'm at 40, which is not even, mm -hmm. I mean, you're almost at halfway to the point. And I'm not, I'm like, wow. I know I've sold five or six on eBay. So I'm really up in that game. Now I should say I did send about 50 things to thread up. So I took some of my stuff off offline and put it in and sent it to thread up. But um, it was stuff that wasn't selling per se on thread up in or on Poshmark anyways. It was more careers wear and so forth. So it's been a really funky couple of weeks. Um, even in June, I was starting to see like, wow, I have March and April and May were okay for me. And I was really yeah. grateful for the fact that we had this. Um, and I like you, Angela, I had, um, I do some consignment with a couple of people and, um, and I had some girlfriends just give me stuff, which was great. Um, and it was lower end stuff that I target stuff that I don't normally pick up, but I listed it and it sold, mm -hmm. but I'm really seeing either the, I was sharing, sharing with Sarah earlier, um, either on, there's a writing on the bathroom wall somewhere that says, you know, anybody with more than $20 bill, <laughs> like it's $20, everything's like right at the $20 on Poshmark right now. So yeah. it seems a little, um, either that, or you want, they want the new with tags or they want the, um. I don't know if the opening of everything really affected us. Like, so did everybody go out and spend their money on the really great deals that Ross and Marshalls and all those guys had? The buyers well, that's where, did that. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm wondering if, as you guys were talking, I wrote down two notes, and I want to know your thoughts too on what you guys think was happening in the past couple of months, but then also in this week. Um, and I'm wondering if the past month-ish is places are reopening and not necessarily that they're going and shopping somewhere else, but now they're going and doing other things. Like, and for me, oh, we're, I mean, we're not going play. We're still being very cautious in where we go and stuff, but we are going to the park now instead of sitting at home on my phone indoors bored, you know what I mean? And so they, people are just out doing things where before they weren't necessarily doing that. Um, and then I'm wondering too, if this week there's a lot of, um, Maybe it's just me, but I'm noticing a lot of like tension in the air right now um, with cases going back up, schools starting, not start. Like no one really knows what's happening with schools. Um, and yeah, I noticed the week that the riots were going, the riots are still happening. But the week that it was very publicized and, you know, first starting, um, my sales were down because people were outside at protests. Right. Um, so I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that or other things you think maybe is contributing to it. I think definitely the stores and their offerings have caused some pressure on different brands. And I'll just give you an example. And this isn't like the hottest selling brand ever, but I do have a client that brings me a lot of brand new with tags, old Navy and the specials that old Navy has been running on their website. I mean, I don't even want to list it because I'm not giving this stuff away. I'm going to hold it until I can make some money on it. Um, so I, I think the different stores and how they're going about their strategies to resell is definitely impacting certain yeah. types of buyers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think I wrote down another question, but now I don't remember. Okay. Well, okay. And, oh, and definitely, I think the news. I mean, I, I think all of it, you know, between the virus and the riots and the political, you know, I think it's all, you know, we're a captive audience. And when I say we, everyone, we're just a captive mm -hmm. audience right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're all very um, emotionally tied to what's going on in the headlines right this second. Yeah. And I, I mean, on that note, I usually in the afternoon, my kids, um, I wish that they still naps. They don't. So we watch a TV show. 
<laughs> because you got to survive. Um, but usually when that happens, I will sit down and I'll do like some Poshmark activity and kind of do a little bit of work and more casual stuff. Um, and the past couple of days, I've been on my phone, like looking up articles and looking at data and look, like oh, for COVID and schools and everything. So like my mind is even on that where yeah. it's yeah. away from what my normal activity would be. And for me, that would be working. But for other people, it could be online shopping while their kids are taking naps, right? Um, so that makes sense. I do want to note too on Angela's point about what do you do when you have a rough day? Um, you can't build, and this is like my dashboards look at trends. You can't make a trend off of one day. So if you have a bad day, it sucks. Um, but if you keep your head down and you're still you can't say, oh, I had a bad day and let me change my whole business model, right? If you're noticing that you're having multiple bad days or now it's been a month and your month is half of what it is. Like once you get longer mm -hmm. trends, either a week or a month or a quarter, you have more data to look at to see if it's a trend. And then you can say, okay, I do need to pivot my business model or there's nothing I can do about it. It's the economy. Like I can't change COVID right now, but maybe I don't spend as much money so that I'm bringing in more profit. You know what I mean? Like you can start to make decisions off of longer periods, but one day without sales, it sucks. But like to Angela's point, keep your head down, keep doing, yep. I mean, everyone has a bad day. Oftentimes if I've had um, a bad day, I look at my numbers and I'm like, my month's still good. It's Poshmark and eBay telling me to take the day off. Like, I'm just going to take the day and I'm not going to sit there and like try. Now, if I've had a bad month, then I will like double my activity to try and get stuff. But sometimes I'm just like, meh, I'm going to let it be. And I'm just going to ride it out and I'm going to go spend the day with my kids and have one day with no sales. Like, it's not going to kill me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I also keep a running list of like things that I want to try. Um, and so last week, one thing that I did do, and I haven't done this before is kind of stuck my toe into retail arbitrage. Mm. And so I, you know, bought a handful of things and listed them and, and am seeing how quickly some of those things and how easy they are to flip and how much more money you can make on them. So, you know, I mean, when it's slow, if you've been wanting to try something different, you know, don't, don't like go like crazy but go try it and just see what happens. And I think a lot of people and who I've been talking to myself included, this has kind of forced me to change my business model in a little bit. And all of these things that I was like, I'm going to try um, because sourcing was down for so many months. I was like, well, here we go. Like I'm going to have to look at different ways. And I found some other um, ways to source and things that are working that I probably would have never tried before. Right. Because I, I had a business model, it was working and whether it was working good or not, I just kept doing it, right? Um, and so I think it is, we have to come outside of this and try and think positive about things. Um, so even if sales mm -hmm. are down, you can look at things. Catherine is saying, this is so helpful. My sales plummeted and it's so hard to find motivation to list. Usually I love listing, but I'm not seeing much in July except for people who like everything and never buy on Poshmark. Yeah, that's hard. Um, that's, we can relate. Yep. Yeah. I, sure. I do check. One of the things I, I'm, I, I have to kind of check myself is I look back through my souls and then I, I run comps again and stuff is probably priced too high yeah. or, you know, I have to get a reality check with what I think I want and, or it's, it's, there's a lot more of it on the, on the site now, or, you know, I got to shift off of, you know, I, I've done some retail arbitrage, especially when the stores open, I bought some stuff. Rebecca Minkoff shoes new with tags. Um, but if I go look now versus when I listed them, 
-hmm. there might be a ton more of them. So now I've got to really, you know, make decisions about it. So I kind of go through my stuff again and just, like I said, check myself as far as reality check, let it go. Or even in the past, I, you know, I have a vision or a feeling that I sold this for more. And then I go look and go, well, no, not really. I didn't. <laughs> it was so, you know, dresses were going for 10, 12, 14, 15, if they were, you know, average everyday dresses. So, and then I also know right now I have a lot of career wear. I, yeah, I'm not, not. going to push on it and I'm not going to expect it to go until yeah. it's crazy to expect it to go. Yeah, so people aren't going in the office. Uh-uh. Unless it's a blazer. You can yeah, sell blazers right now. Right, because okay. of Zoom calls. I was just going to say, yeah. unless it's a blazer, because they wear it on. My husband had, um, he works from home normally um, part-time, and now it's full-time. But he had a meeting with, like, a chief officer this week. And I and normally he's, like, in gym wear or whatever, because his team doesn't care. But he had, like, a big up uh, meeting this week. And I go in, and he has, like, this nice button-down shirt on and, and like, gym shorts. The gym <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Um, but that's what, yeah, definitely blazers and top stuff, but not your career wear. Um, and I think you had a good point too, Liz, about your one of. I think I read on an Instagram post or heard someone. I don't remember who said it, but someone said not to get emotionally attached to your inventory. Yeah. Um, and it's mm-hmm. hard to do, but that's absolutely right. And I think right now, especially checking your comps, the um it's getting oversaturated because people are at home now and you're getting people who new resellers who aren't necessarily resellers, they're cleaning out their closet and they're like, I don't care. I'll take $10 for this. Mm -hmm. Um, So checking your comps when things are slow, I think is actually a really good idea. Um, And checking your SEO. I always check SEOs. I don't rephoto things because I don't want to do that. (laughs) For the most part, I don't. One thing that I found really helpful in the last few months is using that inventory report and sorting it by number of likes. And so if there's one, two or three very few likes, your price is probably too high, depending on how Mm. long you've had it listed. And so I try to go in and, you know, a few dollars, you know, just kind of move it a little bit and a little bit until I start to see some activity. And then if you have a lot of likes on that stuff, you know, you just have to come up with a strategy, whether you're going to work it through closet clear out or, you know, however you're going to do that. But if I focus on the ones with the most likes when it comes to a day where, you know, they want you to drop it by 10 percent or whatever. If I focus on those 25 like top items with the most likes, I can usually sell quite a bit of those items. So mm-hmm. that yes. inventory report is worth its weight in gold to me. You I are speaking my you're speaking my language, girl. Um, something that, because I sell on eBay too, and I have a love-hate relationship with both of Poshmark and eBay, both pros and cons. Um, but something that kills me on Poshmark is one that you can't just sort that way in Poshmark. Like you have to export the report and then oh, like right. it's more time consuming to do it. Um, and also likes don't always I mean, sometimes likes mean mm-hmm. something, but sometimes right. they don't. And right. so like, I mean, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong, like, but like, that's the best that you have to go off of. Um, right. But I wish that they would give us just a tad bit more of like views yes. because sometimes you can have items that sell with absolutely no likes on it yet, right? Or you have an item that I've had mm-hmm. for a year and a half that had 135 <laughs> likes on it and I couldn't give right. it away. Right. Um, right. So that's my little bitch fest about Poshmark. No, I, I agree <laughs> with that totally. I mean, I've sold things with zero likes. The person that bought it didn't even like it. So, you know, I don't know how that <laughs> works, but right, um, right. 
But the other thing that I think is really important is aging. You know, that report shows you how long that item has been Mm -hmm. listed. And Mm so I definitely look at that and I try to relist the oldest few three to five to 10 items in my closet every single day to try to reduce the overall aging in my closet, because I definitely think that impacts the the algorithms as well. And I am a firm believer that if you have a bunch Mm -hmm. of signs in your closet that are old, you need to go and rebuild those signs or get rid of them completely because I think it hurts your sales. I think the aging hurts mm. your closet. That's interesting. And um, so you think just having mm. old inventory and not realizing it is how, like, cause it's been sitting around wow. forever. I've never heard that, but it totally makes sense. A- age, you think it actually hurts. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. A- Age is something they, they give you on your inventory report. Yeah. And so why would they give it to you if it didn't matter somewhere in the algorithm world? I mean, I, I right. fully believe that if you can do some things every day to, to lessen the age of the aging of your closet, it's going to mm. be just one more lever that you can pull. Mind blown. I love it. Um, and I, I agree with you too. If, I mean, uh, the things that I do on Poshmark are things that they're, t- I mean, they don't like give you a list, but they basically do give you a list. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, what are we tracking that we're tracking that because we want you to be doing it, you know? So if you go into, if you're new to Poshmark, yeah. you're not as familiar. Um, I know you guys know this, but just for the people watching, if you go into like your Poshmark stats, it will have like your self shares. It'll have new closet things that you do. Um, other people share. I don't remember all of the things, but those are definitely things that you can focus on because Poshmark is tracking that for you because they want you to be doing it, right? Um, so if you're like, I don't know how to do Poshmark, like start there. <laughs> Self shares yeah. for sure. And then the other things that they're tracking, um, I hadn't thought about aging. I got out of the habit yeah, of relisting. Um, and what's interesting is you hear a lot of resellers. I find the majority of I don't want to say that because I don't know if that's a true statement. A lot of resellers that I talk to, full-time resellers, are eBay sellers, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they have it. They're like a, a put it there and let it sit, and just get more stuff right. and let it sit there. Where I mean, you're kind of saying the opposite. For I mean, Liz have talked about this too, but like Poshmark is different, mm-hmm. and so you're kind of saying like you don't want to let it sit there. At least keep relisting it if you're going to keep it in your closet for a while. That's smart. I like it. That's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Violet. Oh, hey, Violet. Um, a different name here. This is Violet. She was on last week. Jasmine. This is Jasmine. Do you know, you know her, right? What is it? What Jasmine's her real name? Violet is just her Her closet. closet. Yep. Okay. It's confusing because I keep calling her Violet. Um, she is asking, do you think the back to school sales pickup that usually starts happening soon will be impacted with so many considering online schooling and great. Oh, and great Mm -hmm. seeing you guys. Um, we were talking about this before and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Absolutely. Mm. I think it will have an impact if if a a huge percentage of these kids are going to be homeschooled. I mean, first of all, those day one, the, the, you know, taking your kid out shopping and the whole experience, it's kind of like buying a prom dress, but yet you're going to buy new clothes and you're going to pick out new school supplies. They don't need half of that. And they may not need any clothes until the middle of fall. You know, the way I I personally hate new school shopping anyway, because most of what we buy, they can't wear for at least a month because it's so sneaking hot. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, they grow out of it so quick. So by the time you're done with it, they didn't even wear it, you know, maybe twice. So I think parents are going to be very apprehensive to go out and spend a lot of money on back to school if their kids are going to be homeschooled. That's a very valid point. Yeah. 
so that could have actually two sides of it where they wind, they do, maybe they buy some used in certain parts of the country where they're, you know, back to school, they buy used instead of the stores mm -hmm. or the other side of it is they don't buy because they're not going back to school. They yeah. don't want to, or a lot of people are out of work. Yeah. So yeah. money is still tough tight. and yeah. you know, they, yeah. you know, really tight. So I think so, and that may be what's hitting us too, is that we're, people are out of money, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I the stimulus is definitely gone. Go ahead, Angela. Sorry. Athleisure and, you know, comfy and cozy and, and you know, yeah. shorts. And I think all of that is going to continue to be the way to go until we kind of know when things are truly going to open up. And, and I think even if the schools say they're going back to school, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time before these numbers spike again and they're going to have to close the schools. Yeah, we're, we chatted about this a little bit before we went on, um, but we currently, we have a month until it happens. Currently, our district is online or in person and the parent gets to choose, um, which kind of just makes me like feel overly anxious because I'm like, I don't know what the right choice is. Um, but I mean, you're right. Like we, I, I don't know you can choose. So even if it is still in school, I bet at least half of the people are not going to be doing it. They're not going to buy their kids. Like money's tight right now. Okay. I'm not buying you a new pair of jeans for your zoom calls. Like maybe I'll buy you a shirt, you know, but yeah, that's a very valid point. Um, let's see. Someone did have a question. Let me see. Hold on. Well, now I can't find it. Oh, there we go. Um, Catherine's asking, does anyone use IG paid ads successfully for posh? What is it? I don't know what that is. Oh, Instagram paid ads. I oh. use them maybe like once every two months. I don't Are know they... if you would say successfully. I mean, it it doesn't hurt, but. Are you, I'm just wanting to clarify. Are we talking like having a post on Instagram and you pay to promote it or one of the Poshmark campaigns for Instagram? Do you know what I mean? So let me clarify with that what she's talking about. Um, cause it could be either way. Right. If I'm reading right. the question, right. Okay. Um, okay. I think I like to check in with the comments. I think we're all good. Um, sometimes I get so enthralled in our conversation. <laughs> I don't check it with the comments. Um, so let's talk about what our success. Well, let me see what my success was for the week. I'm actually, I've been successful at stepping back a little bit, which kind of sounds weird because like, you know, I'm running a business um, and it should be go, go, go. And yay, I did this, but it's actually really hard for me to take a step back um, with the kids at home and COVID going on. And now we're not knowing what's happening in school. It's just been very hectic um, around here. And I feel that my kids need me a little bit more than previous summers. Um, mm -hmm. And they grow up so quick. I think my youngest, I don't think, I know my youngest is three, but he, um, it's getting to me like he would start preschool in the fall and like time is going quickly. Um, so I've been trying to spend more time with them, which means that that's less time for my business. And I've actually, I still do things, but I'm, I'm stepping back from YouTube a little. Um, I'm still going to do this call on my Wednesday call, but I'm not doing as much YouTube and I'm not doing as much of the grind, which um, is actually a success for me because that's very hard for me to turn that part off and go hang out and do things when I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, and one thing I will say that has really helped me in doing that um, in working 
with Chris, he had mentioned once you, your mind is not meant to store ideas. It's meant to come up with them. And so when you store them in your brain, that's when you like it, build that anxiety or you can't sleep at night. Um, so I have, and I've done this off and on in the past, um, but I have a notebook and even like at night, I'll be sitting there thinking about all these business things. So I'll come downstairs and just write everything down. And then mm -hmm. I can like go off and do my thing because I know when I'm coming back to work, I will have it all there and I'll be able to do it when I do it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my, I mean, it's not like my best month ever, like some big, huge success like that, but it is kind of a hard thing for me to do. Um, so let's go into, we are pushing on an hour um, and I don't want to hold you guys any later, um, but we thought, let's talk about our goals for the next week, however small or little they are. Um, if you guys have any goals, for the next week. And this goes for the chat as well, the accountability for you guys as well. If you want to share your successes with us um, and then let us know what you guys plan to work on in the next week. Well, uh, personally, I'm going to get just work more on eBay and, um, and I, I just went to the store and I got some more, I thrifted some more stuff. So I'm going to get, I want to get, I have just a little bit of death pile, I guess they say maybe 20, 25 items that I need to get it all listed, get it all done. And then, um, and get eBay working work more on eBay. But again, my, my inventory is more of a season. It's more for fall because it's, it's even the career wear that type of thing. So mm -hmm. just kind of get the, my house in order, I guess, get tidied up and get streamlined so that I can, you know, hopefully go for it some more come August and September, get back up and going here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll see what happens. Do a lot of following. I'm going to do a lot of following. <laughs> Yeah, well, the fall is starting to sell. I'm seeing sweaters and jackets and pants and, you know, suede and corduroy start to sell. So if you have some of that in your money pals to list, I highly recommend doing that now. If you have Halloween costumes, this might be a good time to start listing True. those. Oh, Very good. Very already? Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Time flies. And, and people yes. will start snatching those things up because they yeah. get gone quick. So Yeah. No, that's a valid point. It's a good one. Um, I'm, I'm going to list 50 already prepped today, the 50 that I'm going to list. So that's going to be um, kind of my goal for the week. And then like you, Sarah, I've allowed myself to take July and just try to spend some more time with my daughter and enjoy summer a little bit. And uh, I think it's very appropriate to say, giving myself permission. Um, yeah. I actually am not filling out all my listing trackers and all my habit trackers. I'm just letting them all go and I'm not obsessing over kind of my dashboard right now. Um, because I have last month, I was pretty high strung with what it was or wasn't doing. And so I'm like, you know what, I've got to enjoy this. This is why I do this, right? So that right. way I can enjoy mm -hmm. the summers with, with yeah. my daughter. So yeah, yeah. And that's, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I do this to stay home with my kids, but like, I'm not staying home. I mean, I'm here with them, but like, I'm not present with them. Right. Um, and so, but it is helpful too. I think for them, at least I'm seeing this in my daughter, she's five. Um, her seeing me work is showing her such a work ethic that you don't mm -hmm. see, or even my husband too, because he works from home. Um, but it's not nearly as fun to like he works on a computer, <laughs> right? They know he works, but it's just sitting at a computer where like my daughter like helps me package and helps me take pictures. And um, and she was like coming up with her own store and was telling me the other day, I'm gonna buy inventory for you, mom. I'll give you a really good deal and then we can sell it. And so she's That's already awesome. like starting to process and learn a lot of that. Um, Cause sometimes I feel guilty for like working so much when they're here. Um, but then I'm like, well, they're also seeing things and I'm not 
away from them, right? Um, I don't have to be gone from nine to five doing what I'm doing. Um, what I'm working on this week, and I'm going to say more of like, a, I don't know necessarily this week. I'm going to start researching. I don't know that I'll have like a attainable goal by the end of this week. Um, but I want to start looking at like other sourcing spots. I'm a mainly thrifter. Um, I've dabbled in, I had a friend who had a liquid, who does liquidation and she was like, I have all this stuff. I went back to my other job. I don't want to list it. Do you want to buy it from me? So I kind of dabbled in like buying a pallet and wholesale from her. Um, so I might look at like doing, like look into like a reseller license and how that works. Um, maybe consignment, just kind of, I think this week we'll be like researching things, right? I don't think I'm going to come out next week saying, okay, now I'm doing wholesale, but kind of just spending some time researching different ways to get the inventory to come to me because thrifting is very, I enjoy it, but it's very time consuming and it can get very stressful when you're like, I want to list this many items and then you can't find that many items. Right. Um, so it would be nice to kind of have different ways to have inventory. Yeah. Or even just different ways. Like my brother-in-law, he's bringing mm -hmm. inventory to me. I get so many items a, month, a week and I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't, I need to figure out what I want that to look like, I guess. So that's kind of my high level, what I'm going to be doing this week. Um, let me check in. Oh, go ahead. Are the pallets that um, you have might consider, are they in the city that you're in? I, well, I don't know. I have no idea. That's oh, what okay. I usually research. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Tell so I would, know. I would ask them if you can, um, if you find some, ask them if you can come and look through them instead of just buying the whole palette, come and pick and choose what you want. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the worst they can say is no. Right. But if you can, then you can at least get the brands that you know work for you. Yeah. Which is true because I bought this palette from her. It was actually athletic wear, which is why I felt more comfortable right now. Normally I wouldn't oh, yeah. have bought it. Um, cause it, I mean, they're selling for like, 17 20 um which is lower than especially new with tags lower than i would like to see but like right now <laughs> yeah. is the time for it but you just had to buy everything so like all of the nike's gone um most of the adidas is gone but then yeah. i have like ideology that's probably going to like sit for a while um so being able to pick but that's what i that's kind of what i'm working on is figuring out like i don't even know how it works to, right. i know you have to have a reseller license and then i have to figure out how what to do after that <laughs> um, so that's kind of my goal for the week. Um, on that note, I am going to call this, but I would like for you guys to absolutely do a little bit of shameless self-promotion that goes for the people in the comments as well. Leave your Instagram handles, your YouTube channels. If you're running a sale, um, I know a lot of closets do reseller boxes. If you're doing one of those or mystery, oh. but whatever it is, um, leave their stuff in the comments and then I will let you guys um, tell us a little bit about where we can find you and if you guys have anything else that you want to share you can both feel free to come back when this recording goes up um, and leave any links that you want to your closet or your Instagram or whatever it is so Angelus shameless self-promotion well thanks for having me Sarah this has been so much fun mm -hmm. Um, I'm blooming brands everywhere. So Instagram, which I'm, you know, I've been trying to grow Instagram for years. It's so painful and it feels like another job. So follow me, please. Um, Twitter. I'm, I'm, my plan is to start a YouTube channel and I have it, but there's really not a lot there right now. So one day, maybe that's going to be a goal of mine is to just do it and quit talking about it. Um, and then for now, I'm Poshmark is, is number one for me. So. It is. I'm going to say that we, I, me and Liz were talking on the phone earlier, but 
we were talking, I was telling her how brutal it is. Instagram is a job that you don't get paid for. Yeah, I mean, I'm finally monetized on YouTube, but it's Denali Elducho Threat uh, Thrift. If you follow her, she calls it a or hundreds of cents. <laughs> I mean, I make like five dollars. Like you don't make a whole mm -hmm. lot, um, and but you put a lot of time and energy, which is why the one thing that I'm pulling back is YouTube because I don't like if I pulled back reselling, that's the majority of the income. Um, I enjoy YouTube, but it's not, it's a lot of work. And Instagram, for sure. It's a lot All of right, work. All right, Liz. Liz, what's up with you? Oh, oh just um, realize you, but it has an underscore in front of the word um, on Poshmark. And on Instagram, I have realize you, and then I have realize you posh, because I was encouraged to open up a business side of things. And I still have to go back and forth between the two. And I still, I'm like you, Angela, I struggle with it. Um, when I run into something funny, I'll put it on there. But, um, and I struggle with promotion, self-promotion period. I struggle with that. And my kids are out of the house, so I just do what I do. You know, I, I have the time to, to work, but I could work, I could work 80, 90 hours a week if you don't pull me back a little bit. You know, I have to take time for myself. So, so yeah, um, I love, I do love helping people. So, you know, come find me and ask me questions and I love to help, so. Yeah. And I will say, um, I mean, Liz is getting onto eBay, but if you guys have Poshmark questions, these two women are your people. Um, they both are killing it on Poshmark. Um, and they're on Instagram. Like Liz said, she doesn't post all the time, but anytime that I reach out to her, um, she will always comment back. And uh, Angela is pretty um, active on Instagram. I mean, I see your posts all the time and DMs and stuff as well. So if you guys have Poshmark questions, any three of us for sure, but definitely reach mm -hmm. out um, to either one of them. They they know their stuff um, and they know how to help you guys get those sales and to get to where you want to go. So thank you guys so much for coming. Um, I hope you guys have a good night. This is every thank single you. Monday, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard. You both are welcome on any time that you would like. Um, so just send me a DM. If you would like to come again, the comments as well. Um, or if you want to check in and watch the recording, or it is a podcast now as well. So you can listen on a podcast if oh, you don't cool. want to look awesome. at my face. <laughs> I had a lot of people that were like, I can't watch on YouTube because I can't do other things. So I'm putting it on the podcast. Um, but so there is a podcast as well. Or if you're listening to this in the podcast version um, in a couple of days when I have the time to put it up. So thank you guys so much. I am doing what sold thank Wednesdays you. every Wednesday for. 30 p.m. Mountain Standard. Every Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard, I'm going to get on and tell you what sold for the week. I used to do it once a month. Yeah, I used to do it. There's, you can go on. They're all up on my YouTube, and so you can hit a reminder, so then you don't have to remember <laughs> what time yeah. is what. Um, but every Wednesday, except for the first Wednesday of the week, because I'm going to be talking with Chris, um, I used to do it once a month, and then it just got to be really long because, yay, I was making more sales, but then it was like lots of sales I had to go over. So I'm doing it once a week, so make sure to hit the reminder for that. 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard every single Wednesday. So for the first Wednesday, it's 6.30 with Chris from a daily refinement. Um, so that's it. That's my shameless self-promotion. I hope everybody has a good night and is staying safe and sane in whatever capacity is best for them and their family. And thank you guys both for joining everyone in the comments as well. Have a good thank night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Guys. Have a good night. Okay.